From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they've always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. Right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. everybody. This is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Lori Johnson and she's our resident psychic, intuitive, smart person, lovely lady. And we always have so much fun together. And uh, what I want to talk about today, Lori, is how people can look at the world so vastly different. You know, I have friends who are glued to the news, the stock market, the war in Ukraine, the Johnny Depp trial, like you name it, they're glued to all this stuff. And that becomes their world. And then I look at my world and my world is playing with my dogs and watching my roses bloom by the pool. And sure, I'll look at the headlines. I'll look at the news, but I can't focus on the Ukraine. There's nothing I can do about it. I can't focus on the stock market. Can't fix that either. I can't fix the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial and I wouldn't want to. I just feel sorry for that judge going, oh my God, I went to law school for this and I have to (laughs) listen to this all day. So... But all of these things are outside of my control. And when I look at what's in my control and I look at what's in my, what I call my energetic locus, which is my area around me, that's all I can control. That's all I can lift is my own energy, my own spirit, my own connection. And sometimes I annoy the crap out of people because they call me Pollyanna. They're like, oh, you're the internal optimist. But I am optimistic because in my sphere of influence, I can control how I show up every day. I can control my connection with spirit. And if I am having a windfall of negative emotions, which I had the last couple days, I I didn't know what was going on. I can sit down in my journal and I can let go of all those feelings till I reset. And all I have to do is look at a tree or a plant or a dog and go, they're not worried about all this stuff, so why am I? And I want to know from you, like, when you do your readings and you do your connecting, how do you kind of discard all of this little stuff? And I'm not saying the Ukraine war is little or the stock market is little, but it's not it's not my world. And and where is my world and your world and how do they intersect? Because we can have really different views of, of the world and be sitting in the same room. Yeah, we're... At this moment, everything that we've experienced over the last two and a half years has been to, it's not isolate us, but to get us to pay attention to who we really are inside, which means, you know, as we have been growing up in this age, as so much change has been going on, um, we're looking at, I adapted to this, I'm doing this because somebody told me I should, because society did, or my parents did, or friends did and didn't follow gut. So everything is about now trying to get back to who you are, how much you're influenced by others, how much you can let that go and be able to stand in your own power, power within, not power over, that's the old stuff. But that makes it difficult because we haven't been trained to do that. We've been trained to follow. And these Aquarian age kids that have been coming in since 1989 is they're not following anybody. Right. I mean, yeah, there's the, the majority of them are not. And sometimes they come in confused because it's like, okay, I'm here and I'm going to change the world and I understand things. And then before they can step into their own power, they've got 
the pressure from parents to do things the way that they did things. So this is what, as the last two and a half years have shown for us to get clear on who we are. And the last couple of months from end February until two days ago, thank God we're done with that. um, That has been like a really condensed lesson in what karma do you have you haven't finished? What have you not seen about yourself? What have you still carried around that is not yours, that is adopted from somebody else that doesn't resonate with you? Resonate with you, when you resonate with yourself, then your energy is in balance and you see the bigger picture. Because I watch the news um, and it can look really dire, but it's like one, it's not even one view, it's just a limited view of the bigger picture. Because within the last two and a half years, as we've been very within self, we kind of miss the bigger picture. Mm. You know, it's like you do the details and then you don't, it's like in painting, I used to do um, like oil and watercolor painting. And when you're getting on a certain area, you're doing the area in detail. And then it takes a while for you to walk away from it and see that detail as part of the whole. Gotcha. So people who are focusing on the news and focusing on the fear factor, they're not trying to do it on purpose, but there's a lot of fear going on because it's the biggest change we've had as human beings since we've sure. been on the planet. And well, that's the only thing that sells media. It's got to yeah. be grotesque, weird or fearful. Like I look at the Depp Heard trial is grotesque. People turn in to listen to that because they want to hear what awful thing, you know, she yelled at him or what awful thing he said at her. You know, it's all negative. It's not positive and uplifting. And then you turn on the news, news by its very general nature very few is good news that's why there's news and then there's the qualifier of good news you know good news is oh we're having a baby good news is oh you know i sold a book or whatever it is and you know when you look at this you go when you turn on the news you know it's 95 percent negative spins on everything yes and that's i will say that though that's helping even though it doesn't seem like it because it's focusing the fear into being more fear so that we can face it. Ah. Okay. And that's, but if people choose to do that, because it might not seem like a choice to dwell in fear, but it is a choice to dwell in fear um, because you can't see anything differently or you choose not to. And we're pretty exhausted, you know, after the last couple of years. So it's easy to just fall back into that. Um, the news serves its purpose. Yes, it gives things information and stuff. And yes, it does harp on the negativity of it. But if you see that this is, giving you like a blow by blow of all the details of how individuals are shifting and individuals have to face it because the whole thing with you know the four years that we had the other president that he was giving us the great negative lesson because we learned faster by having a negative lesson in front of us instead of a positive one you know the deal is you know somebody put if you put your hand in fire you're not going to do that again and you'll learn it faster than if somebody says just don't do that you get used to being able to learn something so this is still that lesson of it's not just looking at the negativity, but trying to look at the bigger picture. Hey, Lori, I'm just going to jump in here for a minute because now is a great time to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor has been with us for almost two years and we really appreciate their sponsorship. So they bring great shows like we have today with Lori Johnson to the airwaves. Our sponsor today is Best Fiends. And I've been playing Best Fiends for actually over three years now. I was playing their game before they even came to sponsor the show. And Best Fiends is a free to download mobile puzzle game with thousands of 
exciting levels for new adventures and challenges every time you play. Now, I personally am at over level 350, so I'm super proud of that. And today when I got on my phone to play Best Fiends, the perfect picnic came up. And there is this little fiend. He's so cute. He's a little bug and he's got his firefighter hat on and he's got his firefighter jacket and he's holding a hose. And it says, deliver 10 invitations and firefighter Vega will join your team. And you get to get these little characters that join your team and they're super fun. And, you know, it's really a, a great game to just blow off steam. And I know I have a lot of responsibility. I run a company. I have two teenage boys. I'm soul supporting and I take care of my 88 year old dad who recently had a stroke. Talk about pressure. And sometimes I put off the fun in my life because I have so much responsibility. And there are times when I just need a break. I need some joy and I've earned my fun. And like, for example, this morning I was in the pharmacy waiting for my dad's prescription and they're like, it's going to be 35 minutes. Well, 35 minutes for me is like I could throw in laundry. I could do so much in that time. But you know what? I sat down in the little waiting chair and I whipped out my phone and I played a couple rounds of Best Fiends because it makes me happy. It lifts my spirit. It actually makes me better equipped to deal with the crap that all parents have to deal with who are in the sandwich generation that are juggling children and juggling elder care. And there are dozens of unique fiends to collect. You can customize your team of fiends to defeat the menacing slugs. You can power up your fiends. And with offline play, you'll never be stranded without fun, even if you lose your internet connection. When I was playing this morning while I was waiting, I didn't have to use my internet connection. And you know what? I was so engrossed in playing this game and having so much fun, I didn't even hear them call my name. And the lady had to come out and tell me my prescription was ready. And that's how much fun I was having. And brand new events and challenges pop up all year round. So you've got a chance to earn exclusive in-game items, characters, and rewards. So you have earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. Plus, earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's Friends Without the Art, Best Fiends, Friends Without the Art, Best Fiends. Go ahead, download it. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. You'll be so glad you did. It will lift your spirits and it will spark joy and it will make some of these mundane things like waiting for kids and waiting for prescriptions and waiting for things so much fun. So don't delay the fun. You've earned your fun time. Go to the App Store or Google Play to download Best Fiends for free. That's Friends Without the R Best Fiends. Now we're talking with Lori Johnson today. She's our resident psychic and intuitive. And Lori, you were sharing with us about, you know, looking at the bigger picture, looking at what's going on, you know, globally, what's going on, you know, over a longer period of time, because this is nothing new. Every single time we as human beings have been in the fray, we've always come out the other side every single time. Right. There's been damage. Yeah. But that's kind of the karmic journey. You can't learn things unless there's a challenge. And we're at this learning curve that's huge. So seeing everything in a negative way, it is a choice. And people will say that's not a choice. That's the way it is. It's like, yes, that's the way it is. If you look at a tenth of what's going on on the planet. Because it's not just what's going on in the Ukraine and what's going on in the crazy politics and the stock market and stuff like that. If you understand that we're in the biggest change, a 26,000 year change, a consciousness shift for human beings, then all this, all this stuff falls into play as you can see it happening on a day-to-day -day basis. Right. right. And so it is, you know, it's like I look at things and I can see how negative things are, but I can also see being psychic, being able to see where we're going. And there's no way we miss 
this positive lifting energy. There's no way we miss it. Even if you're really super negative, you can't not experience it in some way or another. You can choose to hold on to the negative, Mm -hmm. but you can still, you're still going to encounter that positive energy that's coming in. The Aquarian energy is incredibly positive, perhaps not for men who think they're in charge of everything and like to bully everybody. Um, But for people who are standing in balance within themselves, and that's what we're being taught right now. Because if you get an extreme of something, then it's always that the pendulum swings back and forth and back and forth until it settles in the middle. We're real close to settling in the middle, but this is also a big push because the Piscean age has ended and all the people who think that they're in charge and it's the power over men in charge, stuff like that. They are really scared because their power isn't there anymore. The energy of the planet is not supporting that. And so they're in their last throes of screaming and yelling and trying to make everything, mm-hmm. trying to force everything to be their way. Right. And that's not what we right. Well, and what I see, Lori, you know, I see, I, I look at things differently and I have obviously a different experience because I don't sit with Putin every day. I don't sit with Trump or, you know, Biden. I, I, I just get fed, you know, whatever influence comes in from the media. But what I see when I look around at the schools, when I look around at the people in my gym and the the people I associate with and, you know, the the events that I go with the kids, I'm, you know, around a lot of people and I see a return to values. I see people not demanding so much for the almighty dollar that they're recognizing, you know what, I'm going to get off my phone for my kids. I'm going to be present at the baseball game. And I, I was at a baseball game recently, a kid's baseball game. And a year and a half ago before COVID or two years before COVID, I remember being so disgusted at this baseball game because all the parents were on their phones, not all of them, but 90% of them. They were like, and I would go get a uh, manicure, pedicure. I live in Southern California. We know our feet are visible, you know, 10 months out of the year. So you go get a pedicure. And I remember taking a picture of all the chairs down the row because every person had their face in their phone. They weren't even acknowledging the person working on their feet. And I took a picture of it and I said, this is how human beings recharge because we looked like, you know, we were like a vacuum or, you know, like my, my yard equipment, you know, has to have that rechargeable battery. Um, You know, that's the, the, you know, that was the thing that everybody looked so ridiculous. They looked like robots. Now, fast forward, when I got my pedicure last week, People were looking, I talked to the lady next to me, the phones weren't out as much. There were a few, but not everybody. And at the kids' baseball game, the parents were present. So I see big changes happening in people and how they relate to people. And I think pulling us apart in COVID where we were all so isolated, we're now actually craving a conversation with the lady in the manicure chair next to you. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Pull us apart, get us together, understand what truth is, because we're also at a point where we've hit a ceiling on how we can go within, excuse me, within the way society is set up. You know, the stock market is fluctuating because the whole concept of it doesn't fit where we're going in the Aquarian age. The concept of the stock market is all based on theory, which means that you can get somebody destroying everybody's money, everybody's investment by floating a theory or floating a rumor 
it's not based on fact, and yet we take it as fact because we've adopted to it. We've adopted to, um, you know, how the school system is falling apart, how the real estate is back and forth. We've adopted to so many things that we accept, and yet that we can't go any further with that. So we're having to move sideways before we can move forward. And people moving sideways, it's having a hard time. But again, bringing everybody in so that you have to take care of yourself, you have to understand what values are. Um, it makes a huge difference in how we now open up to everything. Because as we are opening up, you know, with COVID coming to an end-ish, meaning that we're still gonna have COVID yeah. for years, but in a way that it is more, like you get a cold, you can test. It's a COVID cold. It might take you a little bit longer to recover from it, but it doesn't hospitalize you. It doesn't have that extremity unless you already have pre-existing conditions. So that separated us with us opening up with that. It is being able to, like, I use this analogy as people are lifting their vibe because it's all about the vibration that we are. We have to vibrate on the same level as the earth and the earth went to this huge revelatory place on 20, in 2012 when it was her birthday. And so it's like if everybody's in a cloud bank, which we certainly feel like we're in right now and can't see what's going on. And as you lift your vibe, your head comes above the cloud bank. And then you can see other people that have been doing the same thing. Right. So they're lifting up and then you can recognize other people that might not be exactly the same as you, as in the physicality, but have the same ideals as you, even from different cultures all cultures, all religion comes down to the same lesson, which is about love. And it is about whether it's about creator, which however that's defined, but the similarities, when you boil everything down, it's, we all are human. Right. We all are human. And after the last 2000 years have connected with higher source, no matter what we want to call it. And then we can, you know, put culture on it in different ways that we've learned how to do things, but this is coming back and appreciating everybody for whatever culture, for whatever they believed it, because it's like we all survived. You know, we're coming out of this as survivors and dealing with what that means, meaning, you know, you're coming out of a lot of difficulty. How did you handle it? And if you handled it with being able to see the positive or whether you watch the news or not, being able to see that there is growth going on here, even if we achieved it through a negative lesson, then yeah, we're all going to connect. And that's the goal here. We're all going to get there. Well, I can't say all because there are some people that are the younger souls who just will not, they will not grow up and they've already determined the ones that are going to be stuck. And so they become less and less um, because their importance becomes less and less on the planet. Their, their stuckness gets in their way and they will shoot themselves in the foot with this. But we're working on everybody coming together without it having to be a power over structure we haven't done that for 2000 years where we were able to get together where it wasn't there was some kind of male energy that was in charge and telling everybody else what to do whether that was invited or not that's what was going on and you can see this in the change that's going on also with the concept of what masculinity is and watching the news within the last day or two and this morning um it was about putin saying that he is the last bastion of true masculinity on the planet because he's living in the power over, he's living in the structure, I can tell you what to do and I'm gonna force you to do it because I'm gonna obliterate you if you don't. That's a positive masculinity? That's not at all. But you know, we also have a lot of people in politics now in the United States that are saying the same thing. It's like, we're the men, the men are being emasculated, the men are now the minority. It's like men aren't minority, men just don't like that their power is taken away 
and it's not taken away by other men it's taken away by the fact that the planet doesn't want that crap on it anymore and the aquarian age has already come and the aquarian age is about balance it's not about one person being over the other or lording it over or power over the other it's about balance and that power within so we got two and a half years of the power within lesson and we're coming out and seeing things fresh and people who are afraid that they don't know how they belong in this are the ones that are screaming the loudest about their rights and what they don't have and how things are changing for the worse. They're not, they're changing for the better, but you know, birth is not easy. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. Just So what, what happened the last couple of days? You know, uh, I felt like I was, I felt like I had an elephant on my chest and I couldn't take a deep breath. And I, thought something terrible is happening. You know, it was really very hard for me to be my natural buoyant self. And I also noticed that my clients were crabby, my kids were crabby, like everywhere I turned, people were upset, angry, frustrated, sad, like a lot of negative emotion. Yeah, that's the end of this um, karmic push. We were leading into this in the beginning of the year, but it really took hold um, on the 24th of February, which you can tell because that's the day that Putin invaded the Ukraine. He and he was going to do this anyway, but that day is specific because that's when this energy and I, I haven't been able to track it to like planetary astrology activity and stuff like that. But it's an earth energy of face your own stuff. Mm -hmm. Know who you are. And I'm going to show you who you're not by shoving it right in your face, which a lot of people don't really relate to well. So what you were feeling is the end of that energy, that energy letting go. But as usual, when we get some a situation like this, it builds and builds and builds. So the last couple of days we're going, yeah, we're done with it. You know, we should be okay. We should like coast out of it, but we don't coast out of it. It gets harder and harder and harder. And then it releases. Mm -hmm. So the last couple of days leading up to the 26th and the 27th, kind of like a leftover here, that that energy was really high. It was like five super full moons, very, very emotional um, and energetic. And depending on how you tapped into that energy, where it could be very enervating and incredibly emotional, or it could be very active, but almost like hyperactive. Because on the 26th, which was the last day of this energy, I was able to, in some stupid way, be able to three, complete three projects that I've had at home that I haven't been able to do for six months because it just was too big. So all of a sudden it's like, I'm fixing the dining room and I'm, you know, making sure the cats are okay with the fleas that are infested because it's Texas and Texas has fleas like crazy. So it's like the projects that needed to be done. And I have many more, but all of a sudden I got energy for that. So it was the ending of this big push on being able to know who you are and then the release. Now we've also got an event coming up on Saturday, which is the first eclipse of the year. And it's a solar eclipse. This year, all the solar eclipses are partial, meaning they're, they're not full. The disk is not going to be completely covered. So the energy of it is intense, but it's not like intense, like it's a full eclipse. The lunar eclipses, the ones that are emotional, those are all full eclipses this year. So it's like there's a lot of emotional release, but the solar eclipse is what we're having on Saturday. It's like very uplifting and it's like uh, like shaking you clear of what don't you need anymore? Let's shake the dust off you. And after the last couple of months, this is going to be like that big finale of shaking the stuff off of you that you haven't been able to consciously let go of. So it lifts us up and it's really good at this point, especially on that day to spend some time in nature because we get more re-energized, we get more balanced 
by being in nature because the earth is balanced. The earth is fine. She's on her vibration. She's moving forward. And if we follow along, that's great. If we don't, we don't belong here, but we can be balanced with her. Just spend time in nature, just enjoy, like you're talking about, you know, just going outside or, you know, spending time with animals, even if they're not yours, go out to a horse farm and play with the horses. There's a lot of healing in animals and in nature, put your back against a tree, you know, talk to the tree. Trees have energy and they're very, very healing. There are books on trees and, and the specifics that they do for healing. But it's just about kind of like holding the line of knowing that things are okay, even though in front of you, it might not say that. And know that we are just, it's again, we're witnessing how this is changing. And because we've got so many people on the planet, and I've used this analogy before, forgive me if I've said it before on the show, that if you line everybody up in single file on the planet, every single human being on the planet, from the most enlightened to the least enlightened, the most enlightened takes a step forward and has to wait until everybody in line takes that step. Okay, this time that is true. So it takes its own time. One, we're more accelerated. So there's little time to be able to do this. And two, there are people who are choosing to stop. They're not going to move forward ever again. So it's literally like the hand of God is going around and flicking them out of line. Because if you're not going to move forward, nobody's going to pay attention to you anymore. Right. Right. And that's what we're facing. But the people that we don't want to pay attention to are the ones that are the screaming the loudest about their rights. Hmm. So what, what happens now moving forward? You know, we had this big, big shift, you know, another yep. big, um, and you said, you said something that I clued in on in the earlier part of today's show where you said, you know, things just changed again two days ago. Woo. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about this. Yeah. That was the, the February to April energy that karmic face your own stuff. Get yourself clear energy is very helpful um, it cleared a lot of stuff up there. Um, that's what I've been dealing with for the last two months. Pretty much all my clients are calling and saying, okay, I don't understand why somebody is behaving this way. We've never behaved this way before. This is the guy I'm in love with. And we've been together for six months and he's never behaved this way before. And I'm going, yeah, but you're witnessing how he's having to go inside himself. And it's not about the two of you. It's about him, but it's about you and how you're looking at it. You're not realizing that you're being affected by the energy too. And so what you're doing is being hyper judgmental and very afraid. The deal isn't about what he's doing is why are you reacting to what he's doing in the way that you are there? There's a woman, and I use this as an example from before wonderful woman who is incredibly talented and has a dance studio and she has given to her clients. She has given to her students, to her students, parents, to her family so that she doesn't take time for herself and she loves what she's doing. So it feels okay, but she's also trained in that Piscean age, which a woman is supposed to give to a man and everybody else and put herself last. And she's put herself last, even though we've talked about this for years. And now she's had to have one surgery. She's got another one coming up. She's in constant pain. And that started at the end of February to that really big extreme because it was like, pay attention to yourself. If the only way I can get you to pay attention to yourself is to be in pain, maybe you'll pay attention to yourself. Maybe you'll put yourself on the same level as everybody else. And then another friend is like, has been avoiding the um, IRS for years, kind of like flying under the radar. And then got a bill for $17,000 for a tax audit that she didn't know they were doing because she didn't look at the fine print, you know? Um, and so it's kind of like that was karmic coming up. 
And luckily she's not bitching about it because she realizes that she's been, you know, missing for 13 years, has not been paying attention. So whatever the 17,000 is, it kind of like karmically evens it out. It's not fair in one way, but it's really fair in another. So we get that. And if we push back on it and saying, this isn't fair. Oh, poor me. Why am I wet? You kind of miss the point of it refining you. Look at everything that's a challenge in front of you as an opportunity to refine who you are, not who you should be according to society or according to what you were told, but who you are. And that takes extra energy to do. And, you know, some of us are just so tired, it's really hard to do it. But yeah, you know, a couple of days ago, we got to the end of that. And that was the big push. Now we're in this, um, the push is over and I'm stunned. And then Saturday, we're going to get a lift up. And then in May, we're going to get a lift up. So it's going to be a much more positive year, even though we still have a lot of chaos going on, because we have people who are going to carry their fear through the rest of this year. Wow. Oh, so how, like, in your opinion, how would you handle, you know, I sound like a dog with a bone. I keep harping on the <laughs> same thing. Like, how do you, how do you interact and handle people who sometimes are even in your own household? who have that old, you know, Piscean or fear-based, you know, they can't seem, they're not moving forward. Like they're, they're just staying stuck and they're, they're, you know, I have it in my, my office. I have it in my client base. I have it in my home. You know, I think everybody has a few people around them that are really stuck and mired in that old way of thinking and they're not moving forward and they're resisting. Yeah. And honestly, there's nothing you can do. This is where people have to determine their own karma. That's why we've been pulled into being very isolated, being very self-absorbed, not in a egotistical way, but in if everything's hitting the fan in your life, you're going to concentrate on self in one way or another. Um, and these people are given choices to be able to step out of it, but be aware there is higher energy that is at work here. Um, nobody is alone but they might not be able to relate to other human beings. Uh, and it's sad to watch how people are stuck. I had a client yesterday who uh, we were talking energy and she was just not wanting to get out of depression. It was wow. a blanket for her. And it was like a really, really long 15 minutes because I could see how things could be really open for her, but she didn't want that. And I've known people like that before. They will take the depressing or they will take the sadness or what a victim they are that everything's happening to them and use that as a blanket to not grow. And no matter what I said to her, she didn't want to hear that. She wanted me to agree that her life was terrible Yeah, and I couldn't do that. So instead of, I tried to help her as much as possible. I was sending her energy while this was going on, but that's for her to deal with. So anybody who is really stuck and you know this, I'm sure you know this, you try to talk to them and talk to them about logic about, oh, this is going to get better. This is what's going to happen. Even if you don't know astrology or anything, you right. just say, just look a little bit better. And they, they don't want to hear it. Right. They don't want so, to hear it. Yeah. And you can't, there are times when no matter how much we want to help somebody else, we can't. Everybody's got to get their own identity right now. And nobody knows what that identity is for another human being. Sure. Sure. So and unfortunately, it's just kind of let it be and observe them and know that they'll get it at some point or another. And it doesn't necessarily mean they have to get it in this lifetime. Right. And not be their garbage can. Yeah, like, really. That's the one that I notice, like with some of my clients and, and even some of my family members, they want to offload 
all this stress and anger and frustration they have, you know, and they filled themselves up, they fueled themselves up with all this negativity, and then they have to discharge it on somebody. And, um, you know, and it's really hard when you're not in that space and all of this comes at you, you know, and it's, it's so much anger, fear, you know, frustration, and then what do you do with it? You know, I had a website that I was working on the other day and the one of the people on the team just offloaded on everybody else. And then everybody felt so bad the rest of the day. And these are happy, sunny, positive people who are trying to roll with the changes as best we can. Yeah, it's hard because also, again, women have been taught that you accept this, that you are responsible for everybody else, including their energy, including their attitude or their mood. And um, as we get more into the Aquarian age, we get more sensitive, everybody, not just women, but we all get more sensitive. So we're more sensitive when somebody is that much negative. And then when they spew it out purposefully, whether that's a release or they're just really that mean that they have to get, get it out there, we feel it twice as much as we used to. And then we as women are basically taking the responsibility that I need to heal this, or I need to make this better for somebody else. And the lesson here for us is like, no, you don't. There's a thing that I call discerning generosity because a lot of the people that I deal with are very much in the Aquarian age and they're very much into, you know, I wanna make sure everybody gets there. It's like, okay, that's not your job. But still, if you want to do that, make sure you're helping people who actually take what you're giving them and do something with it, as opposed to using you as a feed for them as a black hole. Right. There are people who have chosen to be a black hole and you can't do anything with that. And people who are spewing their negativity and don't want to see the positive, they are on their own journey. And this is, again, what I keep getting told over and over again in readings from higher source is that everybody's on their own journey. Respect that journey, even if it is they're unhappy, they're learning something. And if the only way they can learn it is by being unhappy or facing their own crap, then that's what they need to do. Because we're in this huge, 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 huge growth of humanity. It isn't just growth of individuals, but there's this arc of growth of humanity that doesn't happen very often. And we are in that now. The last time it really happened, we were in the Renaissance age. That's been hundreds of years. So, and everybody's dead from there. So there's nobody there to talk to, you know, about like, how did this shift go? Because the Renaissance, what years were the Renaissance? 1800s? Oh, or uh, oh no, it started, uh, started about 600 years ago and then came slowly. Gotcha. So but, yeah, so yeah I mean, but we've got, I mean, the thing is that we can chart, this is really cool with the way the Renaissance age came in. Um, it brought us closer to deity. Um, because it was uplifting before there was a lot of punishing deity. We still had punishing deity throughout, you know, up through the Piscean age, but the music, the art, specifically the music with the masters, with Beethoven, he was toward the, the end of it, but Bach and Vivaldi and anybody who was writing what we now consider the classics, they shifted the vibration of the world. They came in with this energy. It's like Mozart, old soul because he'd been doing music multiple lifetimes and so he brought all that knowledge here it's kind of like i got lots of stuff to do because i want to help change the planet i want to help change human beings and so the music the vibration of the music it doesn't matter where in the world you were that vibration went around the world and it shifted reality the art did the same thing but music was something that the vibration of it lasted was it easier to transmute than it was if you were just looking at a piece of art so we are in that state now also, uh, but we've also got the internet. 
So if somebody writes a symphony and they write something that's uplifting or they say something that's uplifting or they just have that energy and they want to talk about it, that goes everywhere in the world to anybody who has access. And it takes a lot less time than waiting for the music vibration to go all the way around the world and keep circling in order for it to shift things. So that's just one example. But also there are a lot of people who survived, you know, who were in the Renaissance, who survived the Black Plague. Um, and they are here for this plague. So when they're dealing with this plague, it's like, yeah, this is nothing compared to the bubonic plague, man. We didn't have anybody who had a vaccine or pretended to have a vaccine. We didn't know what to take care of. We didn't have modern medicine. People were dying like crazy. You never knew who's going to be infected. And then people were accused of witchcraft if they didn't get sick when their household did. So it was like that kind of mentality that we came out of. And people alive now, you might not be able to ask them because they don't consciously remember, but there are a lot of people from the Renaissance that are alive right now. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. But look at how many people now are on podcasts, how many people want to talk about what they're doing, mm -hmm. how many people can be on freaking reality shows, which I think well, are stupid, sure. but I know that, you know, yeah, everybody but they're loves cheap them. and the studios love them. They're cheap. They're, yeah, that's the thing. Cheap. It's yeah. Thank you, OJ. But <laughs> this, but the way of looking at it is that, okay, Piscean age leader traditionally a man, well, 99% of the time, a man who would tell everybody else what to do based on his ego, sometimes his knowledge, but usually based on his ego. He knew everybody else had to do it. Aquarian age leader is the person who is incredibly clear with who they are. If they're clear and they're balanced, their light shines differently. It shines clearer and purer and brighter. And people are attracted to that. So the Aquarian age leader is not telling anybody else what to do. They're living their life in the best example that they can for themselves, not for everybody else. They're doing it for themselves. But in the process of doing that and in doing their journey on being the best that they can be, they're teaching everybody else who is drawn to them to observe and absorb. Not again. So that person can talk to them and say, you know, you got to do it my way because everybody's way is different. So people observing and absorbing what somebody else in their bright light and in their higher vibration is doing means that that individual on their own path can choose what part of that lesson they're going to pick up that fits them. So people who are really enlightened and, and you know, on Instagram, there are people that are just so cool. There's Yvette Nicole Brown, who's an actress and just a brilliant person, and she just puts out positive stuff all the time. And that's what we're getting over and over and over again, that positive outflux for people who are still trying to put that negativity out. And the positive is going to is going to win every single time, every single time, every single time. I mean, you look at like everything from a superhero movie to, you know, anybody who's ever had some tremendous hardship. It's like eventually good does triumph over evil. Yeah. And it's interesting, the superhero movies and thank God for Kevin Feige and, and Marvel because um, DC didn't really do it well. They kind of made fun when they made the first Superman with Christopher Reeves. They kind of made fun of the character. They made yeah, fun of the Yeah, it was mocking the- It was a comic book. Yes. But people who were reading comic books never looked at them as comic books. They looked at them seriously. Yes. And so Marvel came in and started doing these things seriously as if they were real. But what it's doing is showing everybody as an individual having their own superpowers. Yes. So it's giving everybody, because everybody's relating to Spider-Man or Iron Man or Thor or whatever they're relating or Black Widow. And the energy of identifying with that helps you know that you are special 
because this is the time when we all realize that we're special. And if you put all those special people together, we get this really special humanity going on here. And that's the Aquarian age. That's where we're going. We can't avoid that. But the Marvel stuff was giving us not just an escape, lots of pretty explosions and very attractive people, but it was giving us an identity to be able to tell that we are all special. We are all as if superheroes inside. That's why we were relating to it so much. Well, absolutely. You know, and I see it also, you know, when you talked about, you mentioned 1989, like the the, the people born since 1989. And, you know, those are the huge, huge group moving forward who are loving, watching, supporting these movies. Like it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not outside of the realm of possibility to go, you know what, this new group of souls coming in is really resonating with this set of movies. Yeah. Well, because they're success movies, but success through challenge and extreme success through extreme challenge, things that we don't normally have to deal with. And it just makes sense. But also they grew up, that was their escape mechanism when the world didn't play to them. So now they can get their own, you know, they're in their own playground. And it started with George Lucas taking it seriously with Star Wars that he brought in his fantasy and was able to make it into a, a reality in film so that people could relate to it. And it's like, oh, this is what I've always believed in. This is what I always thought was possible. Couldn't do it now. Now I can do it. Right. Right. So moving forward now, you know, we're coming up, uh, you know, we're coming up May, June, right halfway through the year. What do we see coming up for the rest of the year? You know, what do you see insofar as is things going to get easier, continue to get easier? Um, yes, they're going to get easier, but this is going to be more a choice on how you deal with the energy that's available. If you're going to stay stuck and you're choosing to be in fear, this year is not going to be really pleasant for you. But for those who are moving forward, and it doesn't mean that you've got to sit there and meditate and make sure that you know your navel and blah, blah. It's not about that kind of work. It's about being able to <clears throat> know your own self. Um, it's not even being egoless. It's being able to just be in your own balance. That takes care of everything else. We've got a huge event, probably the biggest event of the year coming up on uh, astrological event on May 10th where Jupiter, which is the planet, the biggest planet in the solar system, a planet of beneficence and success and growth and loves the entertainment industry and business success, that's moving into Aries on May 10th. And that will last in Aries until the end of October. With that, what we get is this huge surge forward, like this Renaissance, again, hitting us this year, as in let's move forward, the entertainment industry like crazy, people's creativity going crazy, people wanting to finish projects that they haven't been able to in the last couple of years, these things will open up for them. Or if projects were stopped, being able to have new projects that replace them or new goals that are not that bigger, harder, stronger, faster thing, it's just like the excitement of wanting to do things. Okay, on that day, on May 10th, we also get the next Mercury retrograde. So it kind of says, all right, we've got this really big energy that's going to make everything okay. And now you just got to be careful everything you say, because that's kind of the, the training now. Be conscious. Own what you're doing, own what you're saying. Because people like you were talking about, that person who spewed all that negativity, they're not conscious of their own negativity and they're not conscious of how much they affected everybody else. And the depth of how they affected everybody else, because they were so in their own pain, they had to explode. 
So be aware of that, but also in being aware of that, of what you're doing, you can observe what other people are doing and protect yourself from picking up what they're spewing out. Cause there's still going to be a lot of fear going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, the last person in line has not taken that step yet. Right. So this energy is going to continue. And we've got, you know, the other eclipses and we've got the moons and other planetary activity, but this is a huge lift for us that lasts almost the entire year. Um, and again, people, you don't have to be creative in order for this to make you feel better in order for you to do a project, you can do a project that's totally numbers related, but it makes it open for that it gives us that after we just got through with all this karmic work, we're like in a free space, because even if we didn't complete everything we needed to complete, we still completed the majority of it, we did a really good job, it might not feel like as if we don't necessarily feel better yet but we did a really good job. So the way the rest of this year goes, um, there's going to be a lot of, in the United States specifically, tension because of the fear over what's gonna happen with the election in November. Right. That's gonna be like the main focal point for the fear. And that relates to the economy. It relates to what's going on in the Ukraine to us. I don't think the Ukrainian war is going to last as long as a lot of other people do my feeling was that it very easily there's a shift that's coming like right now i don't know if it's presented itself yet but a shift that's coming right now and my feel is if if it lasts till the end of summer i'm going to be very very surprised i wouldn't be surprised if it ends within the next couple of weeks oh that would be wonderful you know and i look at you know when i studied history and i i worked a lot in iranian uh, israeli history and you hear about like a three-day war and a seven-day war or a war that lasts you know a couple months and it it feels so small and tiny when you look back like in a history book or you read something like oh it was only three days or oh it was only a couple months or it was only one or two years and you know because we focus on the one or two but we're living through somebody else's war in the ukraine you know and it's been six eight months whatever it's been in total and it feels long because we have reporting every day you know that's the other thing that i think is so different you know when i look back to and i don't really remember this truly but i just remember my family talking about it that they have uh you know like the the after effects of the vietnam war and they were talking about like they turn on the news at night once a day and just get maybe five minutes of a news. Now we have this, you know, 24 seven news cycle. So we are more intimately involved. Yeah, yeah, I can't get away with it. But it's also that is pushing us to grow faster. Yes. And yeah, that's really sure. important because, uh, you know, again, accelerated energy, the Aquarian age is like, okay, you guys got to get with the program. The earth can't afford you to be so selfish anymore. So get with the program and people who aren't going to stay, get off the planet. And obviously when I'm saying that, that's not going to happen over a year because that would like screw economy. If people who didn't need to be here, who had already said, you know, I'm not going to change, were kicked off the planet and they died. Right. That would change everything. It would be like, you know, we're talking end game with the Avengers is like, you know, half the population is gone and it completely changes everything in our society. We can't do that. But what we're seeing is the accelerated energy of how people being forced to face things, um, either, you know, doing something about it. It's like to be rude, but, you know, shit or get off the pot. You're either going to move forward or you're not. There's nothing in between now. And unfortunately, people who have decided that they're not going to move, they don't have a choice anymore. They now have to set up with whatever circle of hell that they decided to live in. And that's going to be their life for the rest of their life. But they're not in the majority. It seems like they are because they're really loud. 
and they're really afraid and they're on the news all the time. But that's not the majority of people. It's not the majority. In any country. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing with Putin is that he's taken over from Trump for being the great negative lesson because he's showing us not just what we don't want anywhere. We don't want this in the world. We don't want dictatorships in the world, not because, you know, it's like that's not the way we do it. So you can't do it that way. But dictatorships or autocrats have a tendency of thinking that they should own everybody. They should rule everybody, not just people in their country. And that's the dangerous thing. And you know, there are a lot of reasons for this war going on here, but basically this is a really cleansing thing and not gen, you know, cleansing for getting rid of all the Ukraines, which is what he's trying to do. Um, but this is the last push, the last desperate push of the Piscean age brought into highlight in the world news. Wow, wow. So how can people find out more about you and how can they sign up for your newsletter? Because I love reading your newsletter each week. It gives me a lot of insight. And I think it's a big part, Lori, of why I stay like in a better place. You know, I look at, it gives me a, you know, I look at your thing as more like a bird's eye view. When I look at the news, I see, okay, it's telling me, you know, the Ukraine, the stock market, you know, the Amber Heard trial, you know, those things, those pockets. And then when I read your stuff, I'm like, ah, okay. Now I see this bird's eye view of like kind of what's really going on because, you know, it's, it's a very myopic view what we're given on the media. So how can people find out more about you? Yeah, my website is lauriejohnsonpsychic.com, all one word. The first name is spelled L-A-U-R-I-E, lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter there. You can also access the newsletters that I've done because there's a drop down to go to my blog and it's current on what I've been sending out. Um, Sign up for the newsletter there. You can also book a reading there. But also I've got a lot of information about how I started what I'm doing, how I do what I'm doing and uh, a booking page. So if you want to book, it's there too. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being my guest today. And thank you so much for your newsletters. They bring me a lot of hope and joy and peace. And, you know, that's what I hope they're designed to do. That's exactly what they're designed to do. So I'm hitting the target. Very good. Yay. Terrific. All right, you guys check out lauriejohnsonpsychic.com. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We're glad you joined us for Powered Up Talk Radio. Each week, we share innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. See you next time on Powered Up Talk Radio.